found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conant and myself with you on a busy football Friday for the next couple of hours. We talk football with you, although I think we probably should start with baseball at least for a couple of minutes, and we've only got a couple of minutes, Trent, in the first segment. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, going to join us early. We're hopefully going to lock him in at this time slot, 12.15. Of course, our friends at Mr. Executive making that possible. The voice of the Vikings here Coming up in about oh, 12 minutes or thereabouts, uh, Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune will be here. We'll take a look at Iowa State. Kyle Kempt will hear, won't he? I still think it's a long shot whether he plays or not. Uh, ESPN just uh, once again showed the hit. Uh, Epinesa rolling up on his leg, uh, on his left uh, knee, I guess. And uh, we'll see if Kemp's able to answer the bell or not. I don't anticipate that will be the case. But there's no availability reports to go to, Trent. And <laughs> what sounded like a real good idea and transparency coming to college football, apparently we will have to wait another year. And it's not just an Iowa State program. I'm not picking on the Cyclones, clone fans. Right. It's all over. When gambling is legalized. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then... It'll be. I, I think so, too. Yep. Tom Caker's part of the uh, first hour of the program. He will follow Dylan in here. We'll get the Packers perspective on things. Speaking of quarterbacks that have a willy or wonty decision, Aaron Rodgers certainly has one of those. You're not practicing today. Mike McCarthy's come out and say, well, even if he doesn't practice tomorrow, and I'm, what kind of practice do they have on Saturday normally? Nothing more than a walkthrough. Um, it, it's that proverbial um, game time decision, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to play, Trent. No, I don't think so either. And and I do wonder if sitting on the in the back of his head is what happened a year ago. Getting, oh, with Aaron Barr, getting knocked or out, or Anthony Barr rather, getting knocked out by the Vikings, yeah. and if that's motivating him, even pushing him even further. We're normally at this time, but don't you think the Packers know? Yes, it's just hey, let's keep them guessing. Absolutely. Make them have to game plan a little bit more for Rodgers. It's going to be so-so Kaiser out there uh-huh. doing his thing. But eh, maybe game and ship because yep. I'm right there with you. I told you I, I expected us to come in here Monday after mm-hmm. that performance Sunday night. And when I woke up Monday, it was going to be Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. That's what I thought, too. ACL. Yep. And played the second half and, and went from there. Maybe he does have a torn ACL, and he's just going to play through it. We've seen people do that before. And he put the big brace on there, but... If anybody can do it, it's certainly Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's what's happening, and they're just not going to come out with it. How how does that work? Do they have to disclose yes. that it's an ACL, or could they just say knee injury? Well, they could say knee, but they have to disclose. I mean, right now he's listed as questionable, right? and then they'll list him as out. Um, I still think they're fudging the system, but... You know, they they want him to play. But, Trent, even if he does play, what what makes Aaron Rodgers special? Well, a couple of things. Obviously, that appendage that's attached to his shoulder, his right <laughs> yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Um, his arm is spectacular, but so are his legs. I yes. mean, how many times does he move around Pocket and extend presence. plays? Absolutely. He just can't do that. You saw him on Sunday night. He was hobbling around back mm-hmm. there in the Bears' defense. They looked tired, and they couldn't get to him like right. they were getting the quarterback. Well, part of that is Michael Mack had had... Eight days of practice. Uh huh. No, the other part of it too, and I got to give him credit. I thought that the um, that the Packers' offensive line yes. sucked it up, mm-hmm. realizing that their franchise 
He's going to try and give it a go, and if he's going to be able to give it a go at all, you're going to have to keep him uh, from hitting the turf at Lambeau Field whenever possible, and they did a really good job of doing that. Oh, no doubt. They played, I mean, just a completely different level than what we saw at the first half, and Blaga and Bakhtiari and, mm-hmm. and the interior guys, they knew. You have to be at your best, at your sharpest, and it is funny when you see something like that happen, and they think, well, why couldn't you just done that in the first half? Why couldn't you play played better in the first half? But there is something to be said when you're motivated like that, knowing all right, our guy's hobbled. He can't bail us out. If I whiff on a play, if I make a mistake, I still got Aaron Rodgers behind mm-hmm. me. He's going to make something happen. I'll be, I might be okay. But knowing he's not going to be able to move around. He can't slide in the pocket like he normally does. I have to be at my best. That that pinpoint precision and how guys can just step up like that. It's incredible to watch. It really was. Uh, and we'll see if he's able to answer the bell. I'll be surprised. But we've got a lot coming up uh, on the NFL, obviously a lot on college. But I want to go back to yesterday and get your take on Joe Madden, who is a uh, a real celebral uh, manager as far as uh, some of his decisions. And he's he doesn't go by a book. Um, you know, he, he bats his pitchers eighth. Some of the stuff that he does. Did he outthink himself yesterday, Trent? Let me, let me set the scene for you. Um, it's 3-2. They're clinging to – no, it's 3-3 at the time because Carl Edwards, who – Trent, we said it all week long. They need to shut this dude down. Yep. There's nothing left in the gas tank. He's broken. He's on fumes. You certainly can't let him face, I don't think, more than one batter at this point in the season, Carl Edwards, who is a, not a very big guy to, to begin with. So they bring in Strope in the eighth inning to try and keep the game tied at three apiece. He gets the final two outs of the eighth. He comes back for the ninth. And goes uh, gets the gets them out of the ninth inning. So off we go to extra innings. We get into the tenth, and Javier Baez does what Javier Baez a bunt single, yep. right? It was a safety squeeze, but the the bases are loaded as they're trying to tack on another run, right? Bases loaded, tenth inning. You're up a run. You're in a pennant race. The Milwaukee Brewers are breathing down your neck. They're a game out. You need this win, Cubs fans. And your bullpen has been depleted. Most of your guys, Seashick has pitched. Edwards has pitched. Wilson has pitched. Dunsing's come in. There wasn't a lot left in the bullpen. Joe Madden wanted to get one more inning out of his closer, Pedro Strope. Here's the bad news. Strope had to put a bet, take a bath and step into the batter's box. Bases loaded. Mm-hmm. One out. Strope grounds to third. The, the third baseman comes home, gets the force at third. Strope is busting his you-know-what to get the first yes, base to stay out of this double play. Give him a little insurance. Give him a little insurance. Hamstring goes. You can see him halfway down starting to slow up and starting to barely put any weight on that mm-hmm. left leg. He's now out two weeks. Did Joe Madden outthink himself in that spot. I mean, I don't know how many how many times this year Strope has gone more than an inning to begin with. Right. This would have been his third inning he was asking him to get through. Didn't trust his bullpen. I mean, as it turned out, Rosario came in and one, two, three, shut the door, got the save. The Cubs get back on the plane in a game and a half up, but do so without their closer for the next two weeks. Madden is a guy that does things differently, and it has worked incredibly well. You look at the success. You look at the, the lulls that... They even themselves out. And part of that is putting guys in spots like that. We got the lead. You know what? Pedro Strope can handle the bat a little bit. Let's let him swing it. And mm-hmm. it'll help out our bullpen. And you know what? If we stretch him out and then give him two days off after this, we'll cobble together the bullpen afterwards. But first and foremost, we're going to get this win. And we're going to have a little fun in the process. And Anthony Rizzo can wear his uniform home. And, <laughs> and, he did. and we'll all smile about it. 
he does things differently. Yes, he's not your prototypical manager. That's a good thing, I think. I, I know the day-to-day decisions. You get caught up in the minutia of the day-to-day, and you can get frustrated. And something like this it very well could be something that derails this team short of a World Series. But it also what makes him a great manager. Mm-hmm. You have to take the good and the bad. And Cubs fans, you want a World Series with this guy. Trent, we see it the same way. Yeah. I do. I would have done the same thing. Look, you don't think that your pitcher is going to pull a hamstring, <laughs> right. right? You want to hope that that's not the case. If you tell him, you know what? Just stand up there, and we'll bring a real batter up mm-hmm. with with two outs and the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess you can go that direction. He had but. Mills and Rosario left in the in in the in the bullpen, and Rosario again. He came in, he, he shut the door, but you had to win that game, Trent. They yes. were up a game. It's not like they had you know a safety net or they they had a cushion. They didn't have that. The Brewers aren't going anywhere. Right, nowhere. Um. I'm with you. We're late. we got to take a break. Paul Allen, voice of the Vikes next. Mr. Executive makes that positive. MrExecutive.com. Check him out. You'll hear from him in the break. Paul Allen, you'll hear from him next. Ken Miller Show, Trent and I, till 2, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Walk, run, or wag your way to Terra Park in Johnston on September 22nd for the ARL's Iowa Dog Jog, presented by Anderson Animal Hospital. The 4K and 2K course winds around the scenic Terra Lake, and afterward, you and your pup can unleash in the pop-up dog parks and visit with local vendors. It's basically a big dog party. Sign up as an individual or as a team to fundraise for the homeless pets at the ARL. Register today at iowadogjog.com. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. Hi, this is Hawkeye coach Kirk Fearns. My players know that I believe determination and strong will can lead to endless possibilities. For years, Iowa farmers have believed that also. The Iowa Hawkeyes are proud to celebrate Iowa, farm families, and healthy food choices they bring to our tables. Farmers are the backbone of this country. That's why our players are proud to wear the ANF logo on their helmets. It serves as a reminder to all of us that America needs farmers. With less than 5% of Iowans making a living off the land, Farmers' dedication to bringing us food and energy has never been more important. Join the Hawkeyes and Iowa Farm Bureau as we celebrate America's farmers during ANF Game Day on September 22nd. You could win the ultimate ANF fan package, four reserve seats, sideline access, and an autographed football. To register, 
Visit AmericaNeedsFarmers.org. Sponsored by the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us on Sunday, September the 16th at DMAC Campus in Ankeny as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health. Be a part of a movement turning hope into action and create a culture that's smart about mental health. Funds raised at the walks will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. You can find out more by going to AFSP.org. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia Urbandale. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I until 2. Dylan Montz on Iowa State, Oklahoma. Tom Cakert on UNI, Iowa, coming up here uh, in the next half hour of the program. Right now, he's the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings, Packers, Lambeau Field, Border Battle, noon on Sunday. Hello, Paul Allen. How are you? What's going on, boys? Border Battle 116 this weekend. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't either, Paul. Um, I guess let's get to the, your take on will he or won't he and Aaron Rodgers, will he play? I thought that, you know, we'd wake up on Monday morning after the Sunday night thriller and find out that, uh, you know, it's worse than expected, that he's going to miss a significant amount of time, that adrenaline carried him through that final 30 minutes against the Bears. What do you think's going to happen, Paul? Will Aaron Rodgers play? I know Zimmer is preparing like he will. Well, it, it might be worse than they thought. I mean, they're saying absolutely nothing, and none of the, uh, believe me, the heaviest hitters from a media standpoint in the country 
they're they're tapping on their A sources with this team to get information, and nobody's getting anything. So the fact that nobody's getting anything indicates to me this is a very real thing, uh, his left knee injury. Now, you know, during the early part of the week, buying into some things the Vikings players are saying, you know, I thought there was a 90% chance he'd play. I'm closer to 70 to 75 now, the closer we get to the game. Um, and, and, you know, if he plays, he plays. If he, if he plays, he's not going to be as mobile as he normally is. And, and if he doesn't play, then it's Deshaun Kaiser, and the Vikings should absolutely win. It's pretty simple, a, a pretty simple equation. How much do you think it plays in for Rodgers being knocked out by Barr and the Vikings a year ago? Do you think that's, that's playing in his mind if it is close, him being able to go out there? I, you know, it's a good question because I think into the season, yes. Now I don't because it's week two. You got 16 games. They have some games coming up here that they absolutely can win. Uh, but, but like, they're us. You know, they, they need Rodgers more healthy for that game than they do this weekend because that is a, in my opinion, more winnable game than our game this weekend. After that, they got Buffalo. They have the Niners coming up. So they have some winnable games. If you play this guy and he shouldn't be playing simply because you want to beat one team, he goes wrong and you lose him for two months, then if, if, if I'm the team president, I'm like, shame on you. Yeah. We, 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 can't, we, we can't jeopardize the most important guy, not only to our team, but one of the most important guys in the league, simply because we want to win a shoe-size contest. <laughs> uh, Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. PA, I was, uh, I was impressed by Mike Hughes in his first game action in the regular season. Of course, the pick six. He's in there, I think, probably saw more playing time because of Trey Waynes, who I, I think is listed as questionable. So a couple, of, a couple of things at once there. Trey Waynes and his status, and then your thoughts on the first-round pick, Mike Hughes, as he got indoctrinated into the NFL last week. Uh, Wayne's practiced all week, so he's good to go. Uh, with Hughes, yeah, I liked his game. I didn't love it. And, um, and of course, I liked the pick six, but it was thrown right to him. Um, given he was an outside corner when Wayne's went down, we didn't really get to see his run-stopping ability, which is going to be a calling card of his when he plays strictly inside, like I think he'll do this week. Um, but um, when he came, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo went at him, and they made plays. You know, and, and Shanahan is an elite offensive mind. I knew he was good coming into the game. After watching it back and some misdirection and things they did, yeah, they're, they're really onto something good in San Francisco, not now but later. Um, so I, I, I think there's room for Mike to improve. I, I like Mike better inside than I do outside. You know, the offensive line didn't generate a ton of running room. Did a nice job, I thought, overall in pass protection uh, for what they have. Pet Elfline, when he gets back, that's going to make a big difference. How much uh, improvement, though, do you anticipate to see with that group from week one to week two? Yeah, you know, I thought the majority of them were okay. Uh, the left tackle, Riley Reed, for my money, the Iowa kid, uh, by way of the Hawkeyes, that is, um, never has played better in his life. I mean, he, Riley Reef was so freaking good in this game because Compton, the left guard, needed help, and they left him on that island a fair amount of the game, and nobody ever got around him. I, I just was so happy with Reef. Everybody did enough to win. So, you know, as the cohesion now, 
they'll get better week by week. I like San Francisco's front seven more than I like Green Bay's front seven. So I think the inside running should be better this week. You know, but the team did run for 116 yards. So if you're able to run for 116, granted the quarterback at 26, but that's still a pretty good number. Mm. Paul, you've uh, called every single one of Harrison Smith's pro games. Uh, where does that last one rank amongst, amongst the Niners? Seemingly he was all over the field. Yeah, one of the best I've ever seen when I watched it back. Now, on the Dante Pettis touchdown, back left of the end zone, Harrison might have gotten a little lost in that, but so he didn't throw a no-hitter. Outside of that, he went nine innings, gave up two hits and zero runs. He, um, he had a play down by the goal line where they used uh, defensive tackle Earl Mitchell as their up back. He weighs like 330. And Harrison's job was to take him on and knock him out of the play, and that's what he did. And then Kendricks made a huge play. Harrison is selfless. He's super talented. Looks to me like he's cut weight and he's faster. And, you know, Harrison had really the only way to put it, he didn't have a great game in the NFC title game. Mm -hmm. And I can tell it that he took it personally. And uh, he's made himself even better. Uh, Paul, help me out with the running backs. Obviously, it's been a long time since we've seen Dalvin Cook. Uh, Do they... Uh, plan to use him more in the uh, you know out of the backfield catching passes, or was that just a week one anomaly? He was very good at it, and then Latavius Murray to me, he's a real underrated uh, in my mind, a real underrated member of that roster. I like the change of pace that Murray brings uh, to the table. So Cook catching passes out of the backfield is that where do we expect to see more of that? And then Latavius Murray in his place on this team. Well, I loved the mix in game one, and I liked the seven targets to Dalvin, and he caught six, and he made a lot of guys miss, like 11. I I like the mix a lot. You know, the Vikings never were inside the 10-yard line, and when they get inside the 10, that's Latavius's money, in my opinion, even though Dalvin is very good between the tackles. Trent's right, though. I mean, the, the Vikings' offensive line had trouble moving DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, Solomon Thomas, and Fred Warner in in the short running game between tackles. I think it's a different beast this week. I think there are more gaps to be had, but I like the mix. Dalvin can catch it, and when he gets out in space, he's a handful. You know, when when you're able to put that on film, it opens so many things up all over the film. Very happy with the way that worked. You know, I was wondering, I didn't see George Aloka out there and looked like he just played special team snaps. It was a rich get richer kind of thing when they signed him a couple weeks ago. Are they working on a scheme, a plan? He's a big safety, maybe kind of a nickel type of guy. Are they trying to figure out exactly what they have and what a local could give them defensively, a different kind of sub package perhaps? Well, they played three safeties a ton in this game, Trent. And, and J. Ron Curse actually had to end up playing some corner when, uh, when Waynes went down. Holton Hill came in, didn't look good, and they took him out. Um, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have three safety looks a fair amount. It is a sub package situation. Iloka got here three weeks ago. He's not as up to speed as Curse. But you know what? The serendipity is here is Curse recognizes he's about to lose time, so he has responded beautifully. Jaron Curse has never played better defensively than he just played in that last game. Mm, we've got Sinekin coming up to the start about 10 after 1. How was the border battle? How did the uh, folks at Buffalo Wild Wings treat our friend <laughs> Dave Sinekin today? Did he have to duck? Was he dodging items being hurled at him? Nah, you know what? It's, it's kind of a subdued crowd into this border battle, and I'm not exactly sure why. 
I think Green Bay fans have trepidation because they don't know what to expect from their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm hoping Vikings fans aren't cocky in this situation. I mean, I think we're going to win this weekend, and I know we have the better overall roster, and I happen to like a lot of Vikings matchups against Green Bay's defense. But um, but David was the typical Sultan of Smug, uh, <laughs> took shots at the organization, shots at uh, yours truly, shots at players. So, uh, yeah, he will be very smug when he joins you in the 1 o'clock hour. Get some rest today, Paul. you got a lot of horses to call tonight. A closing weekend, my God, the field size is through the roof. That's amazing. Got, got to chase that pick five tonight, Kenny, beginning in race nine. And how about this? Uh, yours truly and a couple others, we own number three in race nine. Her name is Starship Impulse. She's five to one. And given I own 50% of her, I don't have to bet her to win because I'm in for the purse. But how about if she wins race nine tonight and the analyst Aragoni and I take down that final five for like 50 large, then the Vikings beat the Packers Sunday and be the best weekend ever. Indeed, and we'll recap it at this time next Friday. Thank you, Paul Allen. Enjoy uh, CBY tonight. Enjoy your trip to Lambeau. Thank you. See you, bud. Bye, Trent. Good we'll to talk ya. to you. Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. He's got his weekend set, huh? He does. Racing. He's got one more night to call races, and then the team leaves for Lambeau, so he'll miss uh, Saturday, Sunday at uh, Canterbury. You ever been to that track up there? A long time ago. Yeah. In fact, I, I was in high school. Like, Were you? So right early when I 90s? Turned, yeah, yeah, late 90s. Late 90s. Right late when 90s, I turned 18. Right. Yeah, because you could gamble in Minnesota when you turned 18. Oh, so. I didn't know that. Yes, Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. So. Canterbury took a lot of my money. <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, let's take a look at Iowa State. Let's take a look at Iowa. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, comes up first. Tom Cakert, we take you until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show with Trent Condon on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. On Saturday, September 29th, NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Iowa, will be holding its 12th annual walk. Proceeds from this event will support NAMI's education programs. It will also support services for individuals living with mental health conditions and their loved ones. The walk will be held at Terra Lake Park in Johnston. Check-in begins at 8.30 a.m. The walk will begin at 10 a.m. Walkers can choose between a 5-kilometer or a one-kilometer route. To register or to learn more, visit namiwalks.org forward slash Iowa. Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Herbdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Herbdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. <laughs> 
Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems. The right door, the right way. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place at the River Center in downtown Des Moines, featuring two days of food, entertainment, cigars, great causes, and, of course, whiskey. Don't miss Des Moines Whiskey Festival happening November 2nd and 3rd. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with a print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. 
Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. I like that tune, Trent Condon. That's why I let her go there till, yeah, till yeah, the end. Yeah. Well, we've talked uh, about Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming we'll do so again with Dave Sinekin when he joins us. There's another quarterback uh, in our neck of the woods. Will he or won't he play? You don't have to go too far for this one. In fact, about 30 miles north uh, to Ames, where you'll find Dylan Montz in the Ames Tribune and Kyle Kempt nursing a knee, will he or won't he? I know he's been practicing in a limited basis, Dylan Montz. What do you think, Dylan? Do you think he's going to try and give it a go? Do you think it's gamesmanship that there's no way he's going to play? Kyle Kemp, your thoughts, will he or won't he? Yeah, just the the vibe that I've been getting is it's a little bit of a gamesmanship thing where I don't think he'll play. I think it's it's kind of a situation where – you don't want to rush him back too early if, if he's not totally ready to go, especially against a team like Oklahoma. I mean, whether it's Kemp or, or Zeb Nolan, it's, you know, it, it's a tough enough challenge anyway. So I think it'll probably be a thing where he's out this week, maybe a couple, just as he kind of gets, gets some strength back and really feels confident in it. But I think, um, you know, Zeb Nolan looks like he's going to be in line for a second career start. Zeb Nolan, we know certainly a stronger arm than than what Kyle Kemp has. Possibility open up the field a little bit more. What more do we know about Nolan and and how different maybe the offense can look if he does get the start tomorrow at eleven? Yeah, I think uh, you hit the nail right on the head there. I think his arm strength really can kind of change some of the things they do. Um, the the one kind of knock I guess against him right now is that he's he's not as accurate as Kemp is. Uh, I think and. Granted, this is a tough spot to be in, but when he came in uh, in that fourth quarter against Iowa, you saw some errant passes at times, some some low low hanging fruit, I guess, for for guys that really weren't catchable. Um, and and even last year when he stepped up, um, you know, the second half against Oklahoma State, he threw some really nice passes, but was inconsistent. And Baylor, um, when he got his start, it was kind of the same thing. So uh, I think um, with the week to prep, if if he has been kind of told that he's going to be the guy, um, you know, I guess there's. There's things you can work on a little bit, but, um, you know, he's just, for guys like Team Butler or Matty, you got to put it relatively close and they can go make plays on it. But um, that's the key is his arm strength is there, but uh, where's his decision making and um, his accuracy going to be? Hmm. Do you expect that there might be a package built in for a, for a Real Mitchell type of quarterback tomorrow? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of a situation if Zeb Nolan is the guy where they kind of. Um, replace what Kemp gives them by committee a little bit, just because um, you know Kemp is never going to be a guy that has the strongest arm or, or chuck it downfield or anything. But the, the way he kind of has command of the offense and can kind of see things and make good decisions, make quick decisions, um, that is lost a little bit. So you need to find ways to mitigate that. So um, Nolan's arm is certainly going to do that. Having a guy like Real Mitchell in there could do that a little bit, just because he gives you a little bit more of an option. Um, in in the ground game a little bit just to kind of spread Oklahoma out somewhat. But uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of uh, tinkered with the offense a little bit in terms of getting some new personnel in there and just try to also help find a way to get that offensive line, um, the the pressure taken off them a little bit. You know, it's funny uh, how Matt Campbell talked about how well the interior of the offensive line played. And and certainly I think people are looking out at that left side and the way that Sean Foster struggled against A.J. Epinesa 
What more do you expect uh, to see out there? More chipping? I, I saw Iowa State did that at times against Iowa, but more help out there, be it Chase Allen or the other tight ends, helping out Foster at that left tackle spot, if that's what we see? Yeah, I think right now you're probably going to expect um, a few more guys just to be out there and just to help relieve that pressure against them a little bit because it doesn't sound like they're going to tinker with that lineup, like moving a Julian Good-Jones mm. over to left tackle and moving uh, Colin Newell inside. I think um, they'll probably stick with what they went with against Iowa, um, that front. So I think you'll see like a Dylan Sainer maybe move over to that F tight end position and be kind of a blocker and, and help Foster out a little bit just so they can kind of um, get some reinforcements. But I don't think, at least for the next couple weeks, that you'll see anything too drastic. But if, if this is a thing that continues to struggle, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of um, shifted around a little bit just to get more experienced guys on the outside. What does Mike Rose do for an encore after that performance in week number? Well, one for them. What a debut for Mike Rose. What do you expect? I mean, it, it, it certainly looks it's going to take, uh, take a lot for him to be supplanted in that middle linebacker. He's going to be there for a long, long time by the looks of things, Dylan. Yeah, he looked really, really good and looked like he belonged out there uh, against Iowa. He was meeting the ball at the point of attack. Um, really had good instincts for a guy that was playing his first game in, in, a, in an environment like like Kinnick Stadium. So I think, uh, obviously, coaches are excited about him. I think he performed really well. The key against Oklahoma and then kind of in the rest of the Big 12 is how do you kind of adjust to uh, more of the spread-out offenses because that Iowa game was so compact and you could kind of run to the line of scrimmage and be in a good position to make some of those plays. But when Kyler Murray can kind of do a little bit of everything, running and throwing, um, you have to be really sound in your assignments, really sound in your keys, and, and be heads up at all times. So uh, I think that's going to be his next challenge is how do you kind of adapt to, um, you know, just the speed of the game, the, the, the spread outness of the game. Um, but I think he's, he's a really smart player uh, from the sound of it and the look of it and, and, and could be pretty special. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do here in the next few weeks and moving forward this season. Well, a year ago at this time, before the Oklahoma game, the the news was starting to trickle out that Park wasn't going to be part of the team. He wasn't going to be making the trip. We both said, here, Zeb Nolan, of course, got to be the guy. And, and then we <laughs> found out about about Kyle Kemp. That, that victory a year ago, we talked about what it meant for the program at the time. But for the, for the here and now, knowing that they competed that level last year, was there any conversation about the victory last year and, and what it means for this year against Oklahoma? Yeah, really, it was kind of interesting. A lot of the, the talk about that win last year was kind of um, the craziness leading up to that week and how some things were similar where um, you're coming off what would be considered probably a disappointing loss just in terms of performance, Texas, especially yeah. offensively, and just kind of how you go into that week against the team that was ranked in the top five and looked every bit a part of a, a playoff team. And, and to come out on the other side of that, I think it just kind of showed uh, those guys on the roster from what Matt Campbell said that, um, you know, you've you got to just stick to your business and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, put on the blinders a little bit because uh, really what the win was, as big as it was at the time, Matt Campbell said, that really what was bigger was how they responded to that and went on to win three more games in that month and, and really kind of solidify themselves. Um, you know, culturally and and just within the season. So I think that's going to be the challenge is can they take those lessons and, and what they learned from a big win like that and kind of apply it this year and, and find ways to, to kind of go toe-to-toe again against one of the big boys. Corey Dunn, will he do any more uh, rugby-style punting? I, I think eventually. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know if you'll see it again this week, but I think that was kind of 
um, you know, getting his feet wet a little bit just because it has been a couple of years since he's kicked in the game and, and kicking at City College of San Francisco is a little bit different than kicking uh, in Kinnick Stadium. So I, I think it'll be part of his game at some point just because that's what he's done his, his whole entire uh, career. But I think um, you probably will see a little bit more of a simplified uh, plan of attack here uh, this game and maybe the next couple. Dylan Mons, Amestribune.com, Amestrib.com is where you can read Dylan. You can follow him on Twitter at Dylan Mons. You can hear him here Fridays, and we'll recap it all on Monday. Thank you, Dylan. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Sounds great, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Dylan Montz, Iowa State, Oklahoma. What's the number? Is it 18, 18 and a half, 17 and a half? Well, it's all over the place. You look at like the Vegas where they have uh, Vegas Insider has all Vegas casinos there. It's anywhere from 17 to 19 and a half. Really? Uh, talk about getting the best number. You can do some shopping yes. for that one. Uh, or even you... play a middle. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of guys that do that, Trent. Yes. Um, have you seen a line for Iowa, you and I? Yeah, yeah. 21 and uh, twenty-one. it opened at. Mm-hmm. Then went down to 20, sitting at 20 and a half, right in the middle. 20 and a half. 20 and a half, over under 43 and a half. Iowa's offense is coming to life this week. Oh, you're, you're making I just, you know, here comes Wisconsin next week. Yes. I, I'd like to see them take a step forward. I'm well, sure they better you ramp would. it up. Uh, let's get Tom Cakert in here, HawkeyeReport.com. We'll find the latest on Iowa and you and I. Does that offense take a step forward this week, Tom Cakert? How are you? If it doesn't, uh, then it may never step forward. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know that you and I is that great. I'm with you. I, I just don't. This isn't a vintage Mark Farley team. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, a question for you guys. Okay. What's the What's the Iowa-Wisconsin line popping out on Sunday? Late ah, excellent, Tom I Kicker. like that. Wisconsin is favored. The, the, the preseason line was like 10 and a half. It's not that high. Nope. It's not that high. I'll go seven and a half. I think it's under a touchdown. Do you? Six and a half? Six, six and a half is where I was thinking. Yeah, good one, Tom. That's yeah. an excellent. What do you think, Tom? I, I'm kind of with Trent. I, but it, but it really depends on if Iowa just goes out and wins like twenty to ten mm-hmm. this weekend. Mm-hmm. It might be, it might be eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a here's another one. What's the total in the football game? Twenty eight. It's going to be low. I'm with you. Uh, certainly, a, a low forties yeah. for for sure on that one. Yeah, it'll Tom, be low forties. Tom, it's uh, Trent and I have d- done our best all week long. Whenever we've talked to Doc or we talked to Mark or you know whoever we have in here talking Hawks, we we try to talk about this U and I game. But like you just said, Tom, um, it's not Farley's best team, and we get the sense even talking to Gary Rima. This week, you know, that it's not that it's bravado that we can play with anybody. Look what we did the year we played Iowa and Wisconsin. Uh, it was Iowa and Wisconsin, right? That same year. Yeah, it was. And, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've seen some UNI teams. We know when they go to Jack Trice, at least over the last decade or so, they're going to give the Cyclones a fit. They're going to play whoever they play tough. We don't sense that this week, Tom, coming from the Panthers. Yeah. And I, you guys talked to Rima. I talked to him early in the week, and when when I always said, when Gary's not that optimistic about the Panthers, right. the Panthers might not be very good this year. <laughs> <laughs> might not be a vintage team. So that's kind of where I was at. Where he's like, uh, they're they might be in some trouble this weekend. I was like, okay, well, um, I'm I'm comfortable predicting like 
you know, 37-13 for a, for a final, uh, if, if that's the case. I just don't, they just don't, they don't have dynamic playmakers. And they've always, they've had that in the past where they've had either a good quarterback or uh, a David Johnson or somebody like that, or a wide receiver that could get, give a team fits. And they just don't seem to have that, uh, you know, this year. Colton Howe might be something. Came in the second half, guided him to 23 points, and he can run a little bit. But, boy, this is a much bigger stage for him. And uh, the Montana defensive line, probably not up to the level of Iowa. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Pretty safe, probably. <laughs> so, but And and Gary didn't seem too high on the uh, on the Panther uh, offensive line this year. So I, when, when he says that, it's like, pin your ears back, boys. Time to go, you know. So I, I just I think I was going to up that sack total quite a bit this weekend. Get to the quarterback, and doesn't matter who's back there. And where's it and nine right now? What's that? What does oh, this yeah, sack yeah. total nine so far? Yeah, behind only Herm nine. Edwards, Arizona State Sun Devils, who have nice? eleven through their first two. Tom, the passing game certainly needs to get on track. There's been a lot of conversation about Nate Stanley certainly uh, struggling with some simple throws. He made a beauty late in the game to Brandon Smith, but. As you look at Nate Stanley, pressing mechanically, what's going on with the quarterback? It's pressing. I think Kirk said it. I thought that was pretty amazing that Kirk even said that because I don't think he's ever kind of just thrown that out there about one of his quarterbacks before. Um, but he did. And I, I think they're just trying to get him to just relax and step into his throws. You look back at, at the, the game, Iowa State game, and when he stepped into his throws, they were really good throws. They they were really good. But when he's he's just kind of tentative with the ball and just kind of I don't know tapping the right word, but just kind of throwing it, it's been off target. Um, you know, he had the one throw to Fant that was uh, you know way behind him and mm-hmm. could barely catch it. And I I just think he's just trying to maybe be too perfect at times. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he's trying to do, but he's just got to step back, plant his back foot, step into it, and go. And when he does that, I think he's pretty effective. Uh, game day going to be in Iowa City next week, Tom? I don't think so. I just don't. Eugene? Um, I would think. Stanford, it, Oregon? Yeah, I just, they're going to be, uh, the, here's the, the usual tell, if, if at all possible, especially when you're way out on the left coast mm-hmm. and it's just, kind of weird and the game day being out there makes a lot of sense when Herb Street and his yep. crew are out there now, unless something happens with Stanford or Oregon this weekend that just kind of completely takes the shine off that game. Uh, I would suspect that uh, they'll be out in Eugene and make life easier for Kirk and his crew to uh, hang out and relax. And uh, Stanford gets UC Davis, Oregon, San Jose State, don't expect Should to take see. care of business yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah, saying, Trent. I, I saw. Four, I would. I would. I would think <laughs> both teams are favored by more than forty. So uh, are they really? If you're holding your breath of an upset this week, Hawkeye fans, don't hold it very long. Tom, uh, I want to get into some basketball. If that's okay, Ken. Well, just one more on football, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Uh, before basketball, perfect case scenario for Ferentz. What will he see tomorrow night if he could wave his magic wand? Uh, probably be up by about. 30 some in the uh, going into the fourth quarter and get everybody out of the game and mm-hmm. and uh, and not have to play. I, I don't think Smith Marset and I don't think um, 
Ivory Kelly Martin are going to play this this week again. I think they're trying to keep that powder a little bit dry for for the next week. So uh, get those guys healthy and ready to go for uh, a bigger game the the following week against Wisconsin. You two aren't going to talk non-conference scheduling, are you? No, 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 no. Okay, go ahead. Fire (laughs) (laughs) Well, Iowa does have a new commitment for the 2019 class, and that's Joe Toussaint. Uh, this has been something I know Hawkeye fans have been waiting for. A defender, a guy that can play a little bit of defense, tough, and uh, an East Coast kid with France connections and Coach Francis out there. I know a lot of people have been kind of hoping for this kind of guy. Tell us more about him, and and though he's not a an uber recruit, is he a guy that can make an impact right away? Um, yes and no. I, I don't think he's going to be a guy that walks in the door and starts, mm-hmm. but if he can give him 10 minutes a game, kind of a change of pace. He's not a great shooter, um, and that's something he's going to have to work really hard to become at least an average shooter uh, from the outside. But he is a guy that can penetrate. He's a guy that can drive and dish. He's a guy who can guard and enjoys that end of the floor um, and kind of give him some toughness. And uh, that's what they were looking for out of the point guard position. If they were going to take one, was a guy that could give him some toughness. They just want a guy that's got a little swagger to him. And Toussaint, you got to if you're going to be successful in playing in New York City. You better bring some swagger to the floor, otherwise you're going to get buried. So, um, you know, he's he's that and uh, played on a really good AU team with uh, Greg Anthony's son, Cole, who's probably the top recruit in that 19 group. And, um, you know, they were a pretty good combo for that PSA Cardinal team on the AU circuit. So, uh, good get. I just I just caution people to... to think that don't believe that, that he's going to come in and be a starter. He's just mm-hmm. not right right now, maybe down the line, but not right out of the gate. Mm. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, thank you. We will talk to you in advance of Wisconsin one week from today. Thank you, Tom Caker. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. What do you know about the kid? Physical. Mm-hmm. Tom, I mean, not big by any means, but yeah, he's got that, that swagger to his game, uh-huh. and they need that. Jordan Bohannon's a good point guard. Yeah. Not a very good defender. There's a lot of guys on that team that fall into that boat. Connor McCaffrey, defense is never his calling card. Now he's big and it's different, but he's what, not... do you, what do you expect from him this year? 14, 15 minutes a game. Okay. Probably not a ton of scoring, but he'll come in, he'll run the team effectively. And how much would he have helped last year? Oh, they would have been, he would have helped. I don't think it would have mattered. Mm hmm maybe even in terms of wins and losses. But, I mean, you saw him against Colorado, and you saw him when he was able to play, and he wasn't himself coming off that illness that he had. Right. But he just knows how to run a basketball team, and you need those guys. Yeah, I'm guessing around the dinner table, the basketball probably came up a time or two growing right, up, right? right? <laughs> yeah. It's... The proverbial coach's kid. Iowa basketball, though, has been, I mean, we talk during the summer. Usually we'll talk some hops from mm-hmm. time to time. Something happens in the PTL. Well, last year we did a lot. Even in the football season, yes. we, I mean, we were, the anticipation for last year's Hawkeye men's basketball season, I, it's, Trent, it was palpable. Compared to the reality that I was know. what they were. Everybody it, swung and missed. I I have no expectations. I have. Probably the best way to go into it, because we all did last year. Right, and. It's so difficult to get a read on what they're going to be, what 
they have to show it defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very simple, and mm-hmm. I know that doesn't make good sports talk radio. And then they went to the holiday tournament last year and finished seventh in an eight-team tournament. And we thought, oh, my God. They weren't playing in the battle for Atlantis either. No. They were playing in Maui. <laughs> no. They were playing. Incarnate Word was there. <laughs> yes, Incarnate Word. They are now a punchline, right, going forward. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Probably so. It, it'll be it's the it's the name. It's right. If it's Central Texas, no one's you know pointing and laughing. Incarnate it, word, and it started as a women's college. I guess. It just. I mean, there, there's so many things here, but Iowa State did the right thing. You were telling me though, Incarnate Word made the phone call. Yes, well, that's what according to Randy Peterson's piece in the behind the scenes with the uh, in today's Register. I thought Pollard was you know working night and day to try and get somebody in there to play. They called him. Well, good work. Whoever the AD is at Incarnate Word, right? Good work out of that guy. I know that they could get a payday, and that mm-hmm. Iowa State needed a needed an opponent. They reached out to Iowa State, working the phones, according to Petey's article. Tip of the ball cap to whoever that guy is. Because didn't it seem to to you that Pollard was, you know, hardly yes. sleeping at all and working around the clock trying to find? We got to find this twelfth game. And his phone rang, and boom, there it was. Uh, good for him. And you know what? It's great for the program. Again, if it's yep. if it's Central Texas. Nobody's pointing and laughing. We'll come back. We What do we got first? Oh, we're going to talk to Dave Sinekin about mm-hmm. uh, 10 after 1 or thereabouts. Bama Bob will slide on in here. We'll talk some college football. Then our picks. Oh, I got winners this week. Well, you, you had a bad week last week. I went 3 and 2. Well, it was a pretty good week. Not as good, good as my as week. Yeah, we'll come back. Uh, the 1 o'clock hour is next. 1700 KBGG. Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash. 
thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Brought to you by Capital City Motor Company, a dealer for the people who believes that everyone deserves to drive a nicer, newer car today. Visit Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University off of I-235 or online at approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com, approvedbyjoe.com. Let's think about customization presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your auto insurance, so you only pay for what you need. So why aren't more things in life customizable? Why should I pay the same amount for a compact parking space as I do for a regular space, right? What kind of lot doesn't reward me for selflessly buying a smaller car to provide more parking room for others? Go to LibertyMutual.com for a customized quote and you could save. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurer. Hi, this is Hawkeye coach Kirk Fearns. My players know that I believe determination and strong will can lead to endless possibilities. For years, Iowa farmers have believed that also. The Iowa Hawkeyes are proud to celebrate Iowa farm families and healthy food choices they bring to our tables. Farmers are the backbone of this country. That's why our players are proud to wear the ANF logo on their helmets. It serves as a reminder to all of us that America needs farmers. With less than 5% of Iowans making a living off the land, farmers' dedication to bringing us food and energy has never been more important. Join the Hawkeyes and Iowa Farm Bureau as we celebrate America's farmers during ANF Game Day on September 22nd. You could win the ultimate ANF fan package, four reserve seats, sideline access, and an autographed football. To register, visit americaneedsfarmers.org. Sponsored by the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. The ARL Second Chance Ranch is a safe haven for horses rescued from abuse, neglect, and abandonment. It is also a temporary home for other barn animals waiting for new, loving families. Join us at the main event on October 12th as we celebrate all the barn animals that are currently in our care and all those that have found new homes. Dance along to live music while enjoying dinner among the horses.